Hello and welcome into the tornado-filled plains. It's your favorite podcast, Burgers and the Brats. Got a lot of storms going on tonight. Uh, hopefully everyone's staying safe. Uh, got a great episode for everyone talking some men's college world series. Yeah, it's that time of the year. Also, the U.S. Open and then the SEC football schedule has just been released. Going to be talking that, uh, so predicting some of these games and seeing which ones are going to be awesome to watch and more. Before we get started, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully you're watching right now on YouTube at Burgers and Brats as we welcome in star, former OU and ORU baseball player Dylan Cricket Danielson. Dylan, thanks for joining us. What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I mean, let's just start right with it. Like I just said, former OU and now an ORU baseball player. ORU made it or OU made it last year, made a deep run, getting second, uh, finishing runner up in the College World Series. And now you got ORU Oral Roberts University in the men's college world series. Take me a little bit. How are you surprised by this ORU team making it this far? And any expectations for them to keep it pumping? Um, I mean, honestly, watching them throughout the year, uh, I mean, they were good from the start, and they kept building off of it. Um, so I guess going into their uh, conference tournament, obviously winning, only losing one game all conference was kind of impressive. Um, and like they had a strong, strong season against, I guess, OSU and OU, um, where they played them. Uh, so I wasn't really surprised that they kind of made a run there throughout the regional. And then when they got to Oregon, um, I mean, they just did, they did a good job of just doing what they had done all year. Uh, game one, they kind of got, um, little, they blew the first lead, but then the second, second game, they, uh, I went back to what they uh, did all year, and they did good situational hitting. And um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm excited to watch them, watch them throughout this uh, College World Series, and I have them in my bracket going pretty far. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see. I might go there on Sunday and support the boys. Yeah, of course you have to. I mean, like you said, this ORE team—they're the hottest team in the country right now. Uh, they've had a 21 game winning streak heading into uh, the super regional. Uh, they blew an eight run lead in the first game. And then they had to walk it off in the bottom of the ninth in the second game. And then they just smack and deliver in the third game. So this ORE team is just completely dominating the last uh, 23 games. So I, I think this team can make a run. Uh, they became the third team ever. Uh, as a four seed to make the men's college world series and the lotus lowest seed to reach since 2012. So I mean it's been 50 years since this since this ORE team made it this far. So I bet you're pretty excited to see them. I mean I have a chance to make it, but they are plus two thousand to win the whole thing. Are you taking those odds? I, I did see that. I did see that. I am taking those ads. They're they're America's team right now. I mean, they're the under underdogs. They're hot. Um, I mean, I think from like top to bottom, they're pretty strong in their lineup, and their pitching has been uh, really strong so far all year too. So, um, 
I think that I think they have what uh, they have in the bag what they need, and uh, it'll be fun to watch them get at it tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, I guess. Yeah, I mean, tonight, once this is released, tonight, a uh, first game on the radar playing TCU. Um, TCU, I mean, they're a super hot team as well. I know they've won a lot of their games in a row. Uh, TCU's sixth appearance in the College World Series since 2010. Uh, it, it is kind of weird that Oregon <laughs> made it this far. I mean, being in the weakest conference and uh, getting automatic bid, I mean, like I said, fourth, third team ever as a four seed uh, to make this far. So you got them beating TCU pretty good. Yeah, I have them. I think they have a good chance beating uh, TCU. Um, I guess <clears throat> looking at TCU, they love uh, uh, looking at their stolen bases. That might come into play. They're one thirty eight for one sixty. So I mean, it looks like they like to run a lot. Um, but at the same time, I feel like ORU, uh, they have, they've been really good. I mean, with long ball, uh, short game, uh, I mean, they, they like to run a lot too. So we'll see a lot of action. Um, I guess for ORU, their biggest thing is, uh, I know that they were, I think they led, they led up the most home runs throughout the playoffs. Um, so that's something that they're going to have to. Uh, be careful with if they want to um, go far in the tournament. But also, Charles Charles Schwab uh, Stadium plays pretty deep too, so that might uh, kind of be minimize that long ball. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think ORU. There, I mean, they're really hot. So, I'm gonna go with them in Game One for sure against TCU. What do you got on them? Uh, I'm 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 gonna go ORU as well because. Center fielder Jonah Cox, I mean, oh yeah, a great name to be at Oral Roberts. Um, has a forty-seven <laughs> game hitting streak. Forty-seven game hitting streak, and he has had a hit in sixty-two of sixty-three games. That that can't be a real. <laughs> that that can't be real. Like in college base in baseball at all, and then college baseball. That's just that's something crazy. So, uh, I think ORU can definitely get a win uh, round one, especially since they played so – I mean, they've won 23 of the last 24. So they are hot right now. Um, LSU is playing Stanford. No, no, LSU pulled the bracket here. My bad on that. Tennessee. Tennessee. So, I mean, LSU's got <clears throat> the two top, two top prospects for this draft. The number of one and two players uh, that are going to go in next year's draft, Dylan Cruz and uh, Paul Skeens. I don't see them getting slowed down by this Tennessee team. How about you? Um, I don't either. Actually, I have them going – I have them pretty much, I think, going to the semifinals right now. Um, Paul Skeens is – I mean, obviously – one number one overall, and they have Dylan Cruz, they have Tommy White. Um, I mean, I remember playing them when I was at ORU my first year. We went down to uh, um, LSU and we played them. And their whole starting lineup, or I shouldn't say the whole starting lineup, but a, a majority of them are still there. And when we played them, they were freshmen. So um, they're a really good, experienced team. So I think that experience is going to be able to take them uh, – 
quite the distance in this tournament. So I think they're going to have a good shot at uh, winning the title. The only thing that I feel like they might kind of get screwed over on is that they're on the same side as Wake Forest. So kind of having that Wake Forest, LSU, and Tennessee all on the same side, that's kind of a powerhouse or power yeah. power side of the bracket. So um, if they can get if they can get past LSU or uh, Tennessee the first game, um, I think they'll they'll be just fun. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that is an unlucky draw in the bracket. I mean you have double elimination in this World Series, but to face LSU first, and then if you beat them, you got to go face Wake Forest or Stanford. Uh, pretty pretty crazy thing there. Um, yeah, Tennessee was the best overall team last year. Uh, they ended up not even making it to the College World Series, I believe. And then yeah, you got to face three of the best eight teams in the bracket. Just crazy stuff. Uh, Wake Forest, speaking of number one teams, is the number one overall seed. They've been the, I mean, pretty much best team, most dominant team all year. Um, this is actually their first time since they won it all in 1955 that they're heading back to the College World Series. That is a long drought. Yep. That, that's pretty crazy. And to be this good as well. Like they didn't they didn't make it there on a fluke. Um okay. they've been the number one overall seed since February. And they are they are the first number one seed since 2018 to reach the College World Series. How crazy is that? I mean that's I mean, honestly, that's pretty that's pretty eye opening to me or shocking. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's baseball, you know, like it's baseball is such a weird game. Like anyone could anyone can win, anyone can lose on any given day. Um, I guess it all just depends on the way that the chips fall, and especially when it comes to like this College World Series, it's a atmosphere is different. Um, there's not really any kind of home field advantage, so. Um, I guess it kind of comes down to the team that's more experienced. And um, I honestly have Wake Forest losing in the first game. That's my one upset. Uh, it's a bold take, but I'm taking Stanford because they've been there the last three years. So uh, I feel like they're going to have a little bit more um, fire in them and a little bit more, uh, I don't know, fight in them, I guess if you want to say. But Wake Forest does have a lot of the – a really good pitching staff, obviously. Um, so I have them being able to work back. They have the pitching to work back through the loser's bracket. Uh, and I have them going to the championship game through the loser's bracket. All right. Big upset right there. I mean, these teams are only separated by eight games throughout the year. Uh, Wake Forest averaged 15 runs in every single game this year. <laughs> that, that's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, 15 runs. They have the sixth most ever wins reaching a college world series. Uh, this team is dominant. Dylan, do you want to take that back? Do you want to take your pick back? This team is so dominant, man. Nope. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta <laughs> stick with it. I, I can't I can't pick the I can't take the best team to win every every game, you know? Yeah, that is true. Um and then speaking of the team they're facing Stanford, <laughs> like you mentioned. Um Stanford, they you said they reached their third straight. They they almost did it. Uh, they got a little lucky there with the lights, uh, beating Texas on a little drop drop ball in the inner field. I mean that was awesome to see. I mean we can both appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Stanford making their third straight. Stanford, I like you said, Win Matthews. 
this kid is dominant. Um, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this real quick, but Quinn Matthews, 156 pitches in 10 innings. He has thrown at least 100 pitches in uh, 15 of 17 starts. What is your opinion on that? And then also about why the about the coach for letting him do that. Um, I mean, I guess there's not really a problem doing that if he's capable of doing that. However, I guess my biggest concern would be, um, is he, especially with 156 last weekend, um, is if he's going to be worn out going into this weekend, you know, um, that's probably like the biggest concern. Cause like there's a, there's a point where like, you know, you throw too much and you can get just a little bit too gassed. And I mean, right now they're in the college world series. You gotta do anything you can do or anything you can do to get there. But, um, I don't know. I'm just maybe a little concerned that he might be able to, could be on a short leash, uh, in the college world series when they need him the most. Um, I don't know if they're starting him game one or if they're going to go with, uh, Joey Dixon, or sorry, maybe I look at the right one. Yeah, Joey Dixon, uh, who started their last Friday game last weekend. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see Saturday what they end up doing. Yeah, it, that's pretty remarkable to me. I mean, to be able to throw that that many pitches and ten innings, and then hundred pitches and those many starts, it just feels like. It is going to set up for failure. I mean, if I mean this kid is obviously bigly capable, but it, it just feels like he could have an end to an early career of uh, maybe Tommy John or something yeah. like that. So and then yeah. on yeah. Stanford, uh Tommy Troy hitting 397. Jeez, that's impressive stuff. Yeah. That's um, yeah, he's what is it, 397, 17 doubles, 17 home runs, leading the team. Actually, he's not leading the team in RBIs, but um, he's slugging 7 That's pretty solid. That's pretty good. Makes me want an icy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you got Stanford, so we'll see how far they can make it with this pitching uh, crew. And then uh, the last game, uh, at least in the first round, Florida and Virginia takes on that takes on that game. Uh the, that game I got Florida winning it. I mean, they've been dominant all year. Um obviously being what I think the two seed in the tournament. Yeah, number two. And actually two two seed in all in all college. Um, yeah. Number two overall in college. LSU's five and then Virginia's actually seven, so we have a pretty good matchup. Yeah. I got I mean, I think I think Florida, they've been their offense has been has been electric um all all uh season long. And they have the support through their from their pitching staff as well. So I think they're they're a team that's gonna be able to make a big run as well throughout the tournament, um, until they reach ORU, obviously. So <laughs> uh well, I guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes down when they uh when they face ORU in the second game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ORU's got a they got a good draw in this thing. Uh Virginia has won 15 of their last 16, including 
26 runs in two games in the Super Regionals. So this team is hot. All these teams are just they're on fire. I mean, every stat I'm saying, it's like, wow, uh, you got hot at the right time, and that's what it takes. Uh, Florida, on yeah. the other hand, a 50-win team. Their OPS is over 900. So uh, I think I'm going to go Virginia in this one. I think I think they're just really hot right now. All right, we got a few different picks, but I mean, you play baseball. You were the you were the D one college athlete, so I, I I may be wrong on here, but if it comes out Monday and I'm I'm winning all these picks, you're gonna I'm gonna give you some heat. I'm gonna be going after you. <laughs> I mean, usually usually whenever I do any kind of sports betting or anything like that, I end up picking everything wrong. So, <laughs> um. Take that with a grain of salt, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun. Who do you who do you have winning overall? Overall, I I really like Wake Forest. I know they're the number one seed, which you don't pick in College World Series. But I think Wake Forest or LSU are the two main teams I would go with. Obviously, they're gonna have to play each other mainly, but I, I think they reconnect in the finals, and then I think I think it's in between them. But Wake Forest is probably my main pick, and I I really do see. Oh, I can see Virginia kind of making a run, I, I possibly. Oh, or yeah. you'd be great story. I mean, with those odds, I would bet. I would actually bet on ORU to actually make a decent run, especially with those kind of odds. What about you? Yeah, I like those odds. Um, I know with Virginia, the last time I bet on Virginia was freshman year in uh, March Madness. I had them winning it all, and they lost to the 16th seed. So I, I, can't, I can't put them back on, the, on my bracket. So yeah, it's fair. I got to get them. I got They're two and out for me this time. <laughs> the, the fair comparison. I mean, yeah. yeah. Betting odds, uh, Wake Forest is the favorite at plus 220. LSU second at plus 300. Florida third, plus 380. Virginia plus 500. Tennessee plus 800, TCU plus 900, and then your Oral Roberts at plus 2,000. Take the Oral, baby. Plus take them, guys. Take the Oral. <laughs> Always <laughs> got to take the Oral. <laughs> um, anything anything else to add on College World Series? I mean, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, this, I mean, OU's not in it this year, but going to enjoy watching ORU, and uh, hopefully your team, former team, can make a pretty good run, which – they got a good chance to do, especially with how hot they are. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I think, I guess, on Oreo, the more. I mean, they have, like, Jonah Cox, who's been hitting, obviously, 47-game hit streak. Um, and then out of the bullpen, they've been lights out as well, you know. They got Cade Denton. Uh he was he's been throwing since I was at ORU and he was absolutely lights out. Um possibly a good draft pick this coming season or this coming draft. Um all three starters for them have been pretty solid too. So um and they got like three or four guys out of the pen that have been lights out as well. So I kinda like how if, if they can minimize or if they can figure out that their starters can get a solid six, seven innings each game. They should be uh, they should be sitting pretty tight, but I don't know. I'm excited to watch them play. Uh, I'm gonna try to get down there on Sunday once I get out of class on Friday, and uh, hope to see them make a run. 
Yep. First game uh, tonight, a uh, Friday night, whole tournament lasting June 14th through the 24th, 26th uh, area right there. Hopefully, Oral Roberts can make the championship game. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be fun to watch. I haven't been down there. Make sure to take some jello shots for Burgers and Broads. Hit, hit the bar <laughs> up, get those jello shots. Build it, build it up for ORU. You guys can't come in last. Have you seen that bar that keeps the tallies of the? Yeah, there's, there's a bar that keeps all the tallies of your team's jello shots that you take. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I guarantee you that Will Roberts will probably be in the last place for that one. <laughs> if you know anything about the school, <laughs> no drinking. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna exactly. have to. You're gonna have to carry the school for us, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Well, uh, anything else to add uh, for College World Series starts? Better not. I think we got it all. All right. Well, Dylan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, let where where can we follow you? Where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Dylan Cricket. That's about it. Yeah, not spelled like cricket, but cricket. That was that was my attempt to play the cricket game also if you're in the st louis area i'll be in, i'll be in clinic for chiropractic here next august hit me up i need patience get this man some business burgers and brats get him some business uh dylan thanks so much for joining us it was fun talking some college world series uh this has been my brother since day one of college my boy since day one uh thanks for coming on dylan appreciate it thanks for having me have a good night All right, everyone, that was Dylan Cricket Danielson, former Oklahoma Sooner and Oral Roberts University baseball star. Hit him up with some business. Um, all right, let's before we move on, let's go to On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Check them out, hefnereyecare.com. Get your eyeglasses, contacts, sunglasses, any anything eye care related. Check them out. Uh, on this day, 1960, uh, we, we got two good films on this one, Psycho and then 1978. Greece. All those movies are released. Two great all-time great movies. If you haven't seen them, go watch them. And what are you doing if you haven't seen them? Uh, 1884, the first roller coaster opens, Coney Island. Uh, pretty cool. I mean, Coney Island's awesome. And then 1909, the GOAT, the greatest athlete of all time, my my greatest athlete of all time, Jim Thorpe, makes his pro baseball pitching debut, and this causes him to forfeit his Olympic medals, which he didn't get back for decades. Uh, GOAT. Jim Thorpe, 1909. Happy birthday, Kendrick Lamar, Geronimo, and Tupac. Some good birthdays right there. Happy birthday to those three. All right, let's move into, let's let's talk some SEC OU football schedule release. The OU SEC schedule release came out uh, this week. I mean, yesterday, really. And we learned and saw a lot. Everyone, every SEC school is playing either OU or Texas uh, in the first two years. So they're going to have these eight-game schedules for the first two years and then reassess, maybe go to nine after that. A little weird. We only get three true home games for OU in that first year because Texas is at the Cotton Bowl. For us, Oklahoma, Alabama at home. Oh, come on, maybe. South Carolina Gamecocks, Tennessee, 
And then Texas is our other home game. On the away side, we have Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, and we are going back to Missouri. Yeah, it, it, Big 12 rivalry renewed right there. Really, oh, really good home schedule. I mean, looking at what we have in the Big 12 right now, we got Iowa State, UCF, I mean, TCU even coming off a national championship appearance. And then you got like West Virginia and then some other Kansas or something. That, and then looking at this SEC schedule and you get Alabama, South Carolina, which will be a good team still. I, I believe they still will be a good team. No Spencer Rattler, sadly. But and then you get Tennessee. Josh Heupel should have these boys in a consistent top 10 dealing at the preseason top 10 at the beginning of each year. So uh, this Tennessee team is not going anywhere. It's not the Tennessee team that we saw in 2013 or 2014, 2015. Uh, Texas obviously will be an overhyped top 15, top 10 team, especially with Arch Manning at the helm. So that game is always a toss up. The away Auburn never played at we've never played on the plains at Auburn. That'll be a fun atmosphere to go to. So we get Alabama and Auburn. A little crazy right there. And then you got at Baton Rouge. Give us a night game. Come on, give us a night game. Let us play the worst fans in the country at night. That, that is something you have to experience. And then you get Ole Miss, Hottie Toddy. You get the Groves and the Corn Dogs. Maybe Lane Kiffin will still be there. He probably won't be. Ole Miss will still be like a middle-of-the-pack team. And then you're going back to Missouri. Always an easy, fun trip up to Missouri. I mean, I remember going mostly um, pretty much every year. So that's always a fun fun atmosphere, fun trip. Cool little area right there. So it is going to be so much fun to experience this. And then they obviously switch in 2025. So we'll be going to Alabama to South Carolina, to Tennessee again. That is, oh, 2015 going to Tennessee was amazing. Uh, beautiful campus right on the river, incredible stadium. I mean, and one of the greatest games I've ever been to with Baker Mayfield, Sterling Shepard. So it is going to be a blast going back there. Texas, on the other hand, they got they got a really easy schedule for their first year in the SEC. They got Florida, which has not been good. They have not been good. They will be an overhyped team, though. Georgia, okay, you get Georgia. They might be back-to-back-to-back champions by that time. So that's an automatic loss. But you got Kentucky. Mark Supi is good, but you know, Will Levis at the helm. We'll see who they brought in with recruiting. Mississippi State, no, they're not good. They're not good. Arkansas, eh, I mean, not great. They, they won't be that good. They've been kind of declining the last two years. And then obviously Oklahoma, you get Vanderbilt. Like seriously, you get Vanderbilt. Come on. And then you get Texas A and M. The rivalry renewed. A and M and Texas playing once again. Now thank you SEC and Greg Sankey for this. That is going to be awesome to watch. Texas will beat Texas A and M. That is an automatic win. Texas A and M. No, they they will be terrible. Jimbo Fisher. Probably should be fired by this time because they're not going to win next year either. Georgia, they get Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State, and Tennessee at home. So that is already um, tougher than their 2023 schedule. Then they get Alabama. 
we are getting Georgia, Alabama in 2024. They're playing Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Texas. So, I mean, not a bad schedule. Alabama, they get Auburn, Georgia at home, Missouri, South Carolina. So, not pretty easy for Alabama, honestly. And then they get LSU, they get at LSU, at Oklahoma. Let's see what Jackson Arnold does. And then at Tennessee and at Vanderbilt. So those are just kind of some of the teams kind of run through what we're seeing. It is going to be a fun year in the SEC. Year one is going to be so much fun, and we are ready. We are ready as OU fans. Bring on the SEC because I I really do see Alabama. You don't know how Nick Saban will be there, how that team's going to be. They've been kind of declining the last two years. And OU fares well against these SEC schools. I, they go in these games, and they always play very well and usually beat them. South Carolina should be a win. Tennessee should be a win. Texas toss-up, but with the last decade and a half, should be a win. Auburn should be a win. LSU, if it's a night game, ooh. But LSU goes two years being great, two years being awful. So that'll be their first year of being awful. Uh, and we'll see what Brian Kelly does. Ole Miss should be a win. Missouri should be a win. So two I mean, three losses max. I think you can really go seven and one, six and two because it's sooner magic and you can play very well and beat these teams. And I really don't think there's a big disparity between the Big 12 and SEC. And I mean, last year we saw Texas, oh, it should have beat Alabama. So I really don't see a big disparity anymore uh, between the SEC and Big 12. All right, that's SEC OU football schedule release. Let me know in the comments on Twitter, Instagram, what you guys think. Uh, probably be talking more about this in the coming weeks, but we got to move into the U.S. Open real quick. The L.A. Country Club North Course underway. First round ended yesterday. Didn't get to watch any of it, but we'll definitely watch this weekend. 156 players. I, I did not watch. Uh, these are my predictions before round one uh, began. So these are my picks going into the weekend for Thursday. Uh, 7,433, 4,000, or sorry, let me repeat that. 7,423 total yards. The par threes are just crazy. You have a 284 yard and a 290 yard par three. Oh, my goodness. I, that, that, <laughs> that is crazy. That, that is a crazy par three. This is the uh, first U.S. Open in Los Angeles in 75 years. That's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, LA gets everything. They are not get, they had not got one in 75 years. Uh this is also their this is LACC's fourth USGA championship. So, I mean, really haven't hosted that much. Uh course has five par 3s. So, pretty pretty good if you're the uh you're the people that's why there's some low scores out there on round 1. Uh, 2022 champ Matt Fitzpatrick is back in it. He is 35 to one odds, and I do not see him on kind of the top of the leaderboard. So I'm guessing he didn't have that great of a day. Uh, you can catch all the action every day, every day on Peacock, USA Network, and NBC later in the evening. So prime time, you are getting this matchup, or you are getting this tournament. So that, that's always good. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is the favorite at 13 and 2 to win. Uh, Kepka and Rom at 8 and 1 to win the tournament. Rory, 11 and 1. And then uh, Max Homa, 16 and 1 to win. Hovland, 10 and 1 in the in, favorite to win. So uh, these, these are some good odds right there for some of these big name players. 
Uh, for my predictions for this, for my overrated people, I really don't see them. This is me without me looking at the scoreboard. Uh, I'll look at the scoreboard in a second. But without me looking at the scoreboard, kind of my overrated, don't think they'll make a run. I got Cam Smith, Max Homa, Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson. I, they, those, those, they guys have some pretty good odds. I love JT, but I, I really don't see uh, him making a run on here. Uh, at least if they do, they're going to fade because they usually do fade on day three, day four. Uh, underrated picks for this tournament. Tony Finau. I, this man is an automatic top 10 lock, guys. This man is always finishing top 10, top 15. Come on. Bet on him. Uh, and he's got two wins this year. Tommy Fleetwood coming off that heartbreaking fourth playoff hole loss last week at the Canadian Open. Oh, that, that was a good good match right there. And then Wyndham Clark, who I've been on for last year. Uh, he, he's got some big things coming. Uh, Colin Morikawa, I think, uh, got a lot of fire in him right now with the Live and PJ Tour merger. He's, he's a little fired up to go win. And then Jordan Spieth, give me some Spieth action. Uh, he does really good in these tournaments. And then Victor Hovland inside the top seven. Uh, and three in the last three majors. So spec eight, spec that. Uh, my top five, uh, not in any order. I, I do think I'm going to pick Scotty Scheffler to win this tournament, but I think top five, the rest in any order, you can go Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, and I had Hideki Matsuyama. That's kind of my far out there uh, pick to make it in a top five finish. So that's my top five. I think Scotty Scheffler does win this tournament, but those are, those are some other great guys right there. I think either of them can also win this tournament. Uh, it's kind of the leaderboard for day one. All right, Xander Shoffley coming in at number one, eight under. It's tied with Ricky Fowler at eight under. Oh, Dustin Johnson, six under. Oh, Wyndham Clark, though, coming in tied with Dustin Johnson for third, baby. Let's go, Scotty, tied for seventh right now. At three under, so wow, they are five back. Uh, some good golf right out there. Tony Finau, top 14 right now. Yeah, so pretty good picks by me so far. John Rom, though, only one under. I guess I didn't pick Rom, so there you go. Didn't have my top five, and he's not doing too good. Yeah, good picks by Braxton Poe. I, I mean, last week I killed it. I, I killed it with the golf. I killed it with the horse racing. When are you going to bet with me? All right, that is my top five and predictions for the U.S. Open. Go watch it. It's going to be a great tournament. I'm ready to tune in all week. All right, final segment, sharing my burger and brats. Man, it's a parade inside my city. Uh, the Denver Nuggets had their parade uh, yesterday. Oh, that is so much fun. It was so much fun to watch. Everyone chugging beers. Mike Malone taking shots. KCP, two beers down in. Uh, Aaron Gordon on cloud nine with the Medellas. They had a SWAT team. A SWAT team had to take them to the ceremony on, on top of the stage because the, the buses couldn't get through. So you got to see Jokic and Murray with their trophies just in a SWAT car going. It, freaking funny. And then Jokic saying, um, I know they said I know I said I didn't want to be here, but I effing want to be here. Oh man, I, I love Nicole Jokic. It, the video is funny. I've retweeted it on our Twitter page at Burgers and Brats. Incredible stuff. Mike Brown or Mike Malone saying, We want Brucey e. B back. We're running that blank back. So it, this man 
he I'm with him. I'm with Mike Malone all day. If you say we're running it back, we're running it back. And then Aaron Gordon, uh, spare animal right there. I, after the game, he goes with the shirt off, just the shorts, basketball shorts, and goes out and celebrates with the fans, which has got to be a top three greatest championship moment like I've ever seen. That That is some crazy stuff to go do with the fans after a win like that. So it, just the parade, Denver getting a – and getting an NBA championship, uh, close to a million people in attendance for the championship, different nuggets, NBA championship celebration. So just celebrating my burger brought with all of them and all these players and Mike Malone and Jokic, it, incredible stuff to see, especially as a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening so much. Uh, you just listen to our College World Series. Thanks again for Dylan Cricket Danielson, former OU ORU baseball star, to come on and talk College World Series, gave his insight. Take our picks to the bank. I mean, with the baseball and the U.S. Open, we got a few different picks, but take mine. Yeah, don't tell him I said that. Take mine. Uh, he didn't. I'm not the one that played baseball, though. But uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform at Burgers and Brats. Give it five stars, guys. Five stars and a good review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to buy me Denver, Denver Nuggets merch, feel free to give me some NBA championship merch. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you just listen on YouTube. Watch on YouTube at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with Liz, who's on Twitter and Instagram as well. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe. It's a parade inside my city. Uh,